Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station and at seattlesports.com. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine Electronics, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line at Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget to the live video feed on 710sports.com. And, of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with podcasts, blogs, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn. Coming to you live from Sitka. We, not only just not only Sitka, we're coming at you live from the scenic Totem Square Hotel, home of FishBaronoff.com, and gracing our presence this morning. None other than Joel Martin of FishBaronoff.com. How you doing, Joel? Great. Good morning, Tom. Glad to have you here, Joey. Good morning, buddy. This is, morning. This is probably... Shoot, how many years have we been working together now? At least in in, in this form of fishbaronoff.com, at least four, at least five, at least four yeah. or five years. Yeah. So five you years. know, kind of an kind of an annual deal. And the one thing about Sitka is every year is different. And this is my third my thirtieth year here, you know, and it never fails to challenge you, never fails to humble you, and never fails to teach you just so very much. You know, and and that's 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 the enduring charm of uh, of what you got going on here. But you got a lot of happy uh, a lot of happy people getting boats from you, and uh, boy, you you keep this place pretty booked up, man. Yeah, it's uh, looking to be a busy busy year. Next year is going to be busy. Um, it, it, it's 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 phenomenal. I'm, I, f- I feel very fortunate to have the customers that I have coming here to fish, even, and they're just even you. Even when Kevin Gogan and Jeff Palco and Kirk Scrafford show up in the boat, you still feel. Yeah, you still I feel do. fortunate. Okay. Yeah, I do. And we got we got some uh, got some Seattle Fire guys up here right now too. We got Rich Milligan and Lance. Yeah, Kent we saw them Wayne out on the Johnson. water yesterday. Yeah, and they had a they had a beautiful king salmon right here on the rocks. They they literally flew right into town, went right out of right out of Vitzgeri and popped one. I was like, it's such a beautiful day. Yeah, you Just guys go. gotta get on the water. You gotta go. Get your stuff and let's go. <laughs> That's perfect. So uh, and and we saw some. Just amazingly cool stuff yesterday. We ran, we ran way way north of town, and you know, you know how you're always just you're looking for some sign on. You're on, looking for life. Looking for life. Yeah. On the Whether water. You're looking for it on the you know on the top of the water or you know on the Raymarine down on the bottom. We're we're just looking for stuff. We saw whales, which uh, you know sounds like the whales hadn't been here that you know that no much. not so they just kind of rolled in which tells you they're they're following some bait in and there was some bait there was good life out there um it was probably one of the most beautiful days i've spent on the water you know anywhere and i've i've fished all over it was amazing and just being able to you know we're out on the pick fishing halibut and look back at the mountains and, yeah. and the snow-covered mountains it's just like it's incredible and one thing we're, we, we're catching pacific cod this year along with halibut so that, really? That, yes. So that's it. And, 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 and you know what else we've doing? Bringing them in for cook your catch. And you know what else I found out? That may be one of my favorite fish They're of all delicious. time. They're amazing. Really? I'm, yes, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, Joey, had you ever caught one before? I had. When I was a kid, we, we used to catch them off of Woodby Island. Yeah, we used but, to get them in Puget but, Sound. Yeah. You know, we'd catch these little 
Pacific cod. We just let them go. I'd never eaten one. Um, they look like a catfish. Yeah, kind of. They got cool. a barbell on the bottom. Yeah. I think the meat's probably like a catfish too, eh? Oh, I don't know, dude. It is They're white. Yummy. It is. It is. Yeah, just amazing. But there's some amazing stuff going back home. I mean, you know, the Columbia River reopens for for Chinook. Reopened up earlier this on the week. 12th, yeah. The weather has been horrid down there, mm-hmm. and everybody in Western Washington, I would like to honestly give give a heartfelt thanks to you because. Sitka is exactly on the other side of the jet stream from Seattle, okay? <laughs> so when it's awful and when it's a continuing non-spring in Seattle, dude, we had people in the well, boat literally putting on sunscreen. Well, and look, um, I they should feel bad for me because I, I got a sunburn yesterday, okay? And I... My skin is red. It was it was probably one of the flattest days on the halibut oh, anchor. I, it was just it was stunning, and I kept joking with the guys because everybody's you know one of your concerns. You come up to Southeast Alaska, you got to have good rain gear and you got to have good boots, okay? And 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 you know and and so at the end of our our Columbia River trip, Gogan gave me his rain gear, right? And I go, all right, I'm going to put this tech wash on it, which re you know re, reinvigorates it, yeah, brings well, it back to life, yeah, you know. fixes the waterproofing and all that kind of stuff. And I go, look, dude, I did this stuff for you. You're put your dog on rain gear. Yeah, it and like, it's like 65, 65 degrees. Yeah. sun blaring down <laughs> he on He may be putting that ring gear on today. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, man. no question about it. Um, you know, and then and then back home, uh, you know, again, you know, on, on the halibut front, things got kind of tough in the straits, and the weather hasn't been conducive for guys going out of Westport either. No, it looks like they've only really gotten about one day out there. It yeah. sounds like it was good. The boats that got out um, caught their fish, but... But you know what? It's not necessarily a bad thing because it's going to extend that season into May, maybe even June. So. Never, yeah, which is not a bad thing no. to either. So, and then you know, the the other thing is you know as, as salmon seasons approach, you know we're going to be going you know over technique too because that's that's one of the things. Some you know somebody asked me the other day, what's you know, what's it like having your own boat you know up in Sitka? And, and going through these fisheries, and I go, it's it's the only way I've ever fished it because I've never really spent a day besides going out with Derek Floyd messing around on a charter boat. To me, the big advantage is once I get home, man, I know what, you know, we know what a, a salmon looks like. We know what bait looks like. You're tuned up. You're tuned up. You're tuned in. You know what moves to make. And that and that's some of the stuff as we get a, we get closer to salmon season that, that we're going, you know, to impart on everybody else. And and I and I, I gotta I gotta make a note that Robbo couldn't make it on air with us today. He's got a charter today. Yeah. So uh he'll be I don't know if he's gonna make it next week, but but soon he'll he'll be back with us, certainly. And uh, you know, always looking forward to having him. Uh, we miss our know. Robbo. We miss our Robbo. So, so Robbo, you know, I. But, but the other thing is too, when we get fish up here, then we hear about them from Robbo later on. How's he doing in Prince of Wales They're, fishing? How are they doing this spring? So that wave of fish that came through here like a week or ten days ago. Yeah. They're just getting the tail end of those right now. Uh-huh. Right. So they they went through them, you know, pretty good. Yeah. So and that and that's why tomorrow we're gonna work. Excuse me. Today we're gonna work north, you know, and try to look for the next wave coming through. But I just know with the abundance that that 
we're going to see uh, in West Coast of Vancouver Island and in Washington in this year. I mean, we we should start seeing some of those Columbia River fish out here on the Cape and the you know in Sitka Sound. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, any minute, any any any, any second now. Yeah, for sure. So definitely, definitely looking looking forward to that. So speaking of the show today, one of the things that that lets us do the job that we do on the show, or excuse me, on the boat. Are, are some of the accessories that, that we fish with. Mm-hmm. And and Berlin is a big one on the boat, right? You know, the rod holders, the 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 you know, the downrigger mounts, which yeah. just make you so convertible because we're putting that third downrigger, popping it on the back, and then popping it off real quick and slamming it on there. And so so Bernouin's a big one, right? But my workhorse on that boat is that redneck table. Yeah. And, and we got it right before we went to... We, we right before we went to CQ, CQ. and 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 they helped. You know, we talked about it and designed it, and they, you know we named it the Terminator, but the Terminator bait table, but also the rod holders are at the base of those downriggers. Those those redneck rod holders. Go to Redneck MFG. Dobie Stakunas, who not only runs uh, Redneck, but also helps us out with salmon for soldiers. We're going to talk a little bit about both of those topics today. And then next weekend in Anacortes is the Anacortes Boat and Yacht Show dot com. That's coming to Cap Sandy Marino, May, Marina, May 19th through the 21st. And so our friend George Harris, who not only does that event, but also the uh, also the Seattle Boat Show, is going to jump in and run us down. He's got this thing. There, there's a trawler fest deal going on where people are going to come in and get, you know, in, you know, some instruction and some suggested cruises. And George is going to tell us something about this suggested cruise called the Great Loop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to steal his thunder, but you want to stay tuned for this. It's pretty interesting stuff. Then when you have the snowpack that we have in Washington, in the Cascades right yeah. now, and it rains a little bit and it starts to warm up a little bit, you get increased river flows. When you get increased river flows and you have one of the best springer runs that we've seen in the Columbia in a long time. Game on. Game on, but you better have your anchor game on in the Columbia River because you need to get off to the side of some of these current flows. And that's what that's Eric Lindy's game plan. Yeah. And I've and he's the guy that taught me how to wrap a quick fish, you know, and, and if you you, you, if you're on anchor in the Columbia River, that's going to be a quick fish drill all day and twice on Sunday. So uh, what, one thing we do have going for us today is the text toy here in, uh, here at fishbaronoff.com. So, uh, so text us on up at, at 206-421-3776, and we'll, uh, we'll get to your questions, concerns, blunt chidings, and everything else. Uh, we're going we're gonna to pop out of here for a quick break. When we come back. Southeast Alaska is nothing short of an amazing classroom. What are we learning? We're going to tell you next here in the Outdoor Line. Give us 90 seconds. We're going to run all this down for you here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. <laughs> so, straight up. We got we got a question right right off the right off the gate two zero six four two one three seven seven six powered by Yamaha Outboards. All right, what hey hey Tom and Joey has it been a spoon hoochie show or knowing Joey a bait show? Kind of wondering if they want the small presentation again this year up north, and and that's that that's a great question. We've it's it's been a mix. If we've we've got it's fifty fifty bait and uh, bait and spoons. Well, and you I know? mean you you've been here longer than me. I. I yesterday was my first day of fishing and, and we spent most of our day on the pick fishing for halibut um obviously 
I don't care what it's been. I'm going to run bait right. because we have three rods on the boat. So somebody's running bait. Um, but it sounded like, you know, it's, it's kind of been a toss up between the hoochie and the spoon. Um, you know, size, maybe a little bit bigger on the spoons. That's, and that's interesting too, because all the fish that were coming up yesterday, especially when we were fishing next to the whales and all that kind of stuff, were coming up with these monster sandlands, huge snakes. And, and I mean, just, I, I, I mean, they're like six inch sandlands. Yeah. You know, cool which is see. absolute Chinook candy. They will, that will stop a Chinook migration, dude. They will, they will, they feed. will stop and grind on it yeah. and, 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 they, you know, and hang for a while. That'll keep them, you know, out in front here. And, but when they're on that, you can catch them on herring, but you know, longer spoon presentations, you know, and what is that? Uh, number the, four, number five, number four, number can, f- uh, Sandlands. Yeah. Number, and what's, what is it? AR? A- API. APA. API. API yeah. Spoons. API is, is one. Of course, the Coho Killer is, you know, from, from Silver Horde, absolutely a monster, you know, and always has been and always, and always will be. The problem with fish and Coho Killers up here is you have to re-rig them. You got to cut that solid spoon off the back. Put a split ring on them with a, with a little number, you know, number three or number four barrel swivel. Then put your siwash hook on mm-hmm. because they just, get tore up. they just get torn up. Yeah. Well, we you switched know? over to that last year. And, right. And had really huge difference. And, and not only preserving the life of those spoons, but but keeping fish hooked, mm-hmm. which which is absolutely huge. Another thing that, that we've gone to and, and really enjoyed with great success is using the new Hawken release flasher harness yeah okay magnet release harness they're killer the cool thing about these is especially when you have people that are less experienced landing fish so many fish so many chinook so many coho are lost when that flasher pops to the surface the angler goes oh the fish is gone and lowers the rod tip and the flash and the fish swims up behind the flasher and he's yeah now and now he is gone Right, he's gone. because they can't feel that fish through the flasher by using that release flasher. Now it doesn't slide up the line like that old Q Cove flasher used to do, but you don't need it to. It just okay? takes the flasher out of the out it of the. It pops game. the back end of that flasher off, and then once you're done with it, the cool thing is if you get the bottom end of that thing even close to it, the magnets pop back right back together, so you can get those. Uh, Kevin John and Holiday Sports turned me on to that product. And and they're just they're they're awesome. They're cheap, and the advantage is they work with any flasher, any flasher. Snap it on, snap it on the top, snap it on the bottom. Boom, you're fishing, yeah. right? And and no and and so a lot of guys are we're really enjoying that. In fact, you know, so so to date, the 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 biggest um, halibut of the trip was was dear old Larry Carpenter, former uh, WDFW commission chair, uh, came up here fishing with Phil Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, so and Larry got a 105. That's the biggest halibut, and. And Phil Anderson lost a sea monster. And we, we had just had that 100 come up and over the rail 105. And and this one, we played it for like 15 minutes and pulled it off the bottom three times. And the fourth time, he started coming off the bottom. And you know, we're using Gamakatsu 12-aught hooks. And they opposed each other. You know, a fish can get it in the mouth. And, and the hooks came up, um, like, hooked to each other, right? So that fish was hooked. But those hooks, he'd got the bait in his mouth. To the point where he just turned it around until it until it until it came out. So, Barn door, huge. I don't know how big I don't know how big that fish was, but Phil Anderson has caught a lot of big fish, and he says that was the biggest halibut he ever. So we're you know I'm thinking it was north of 150, but that but again with 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 Sitka you don't know what the next critter is going to be. Sure, you don't. It's like Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> really is. Yeah, yeah, look at the it. contour lines on the bottom. And I mean, that's what we did. Like... And, and so when we're talking about the classroom, and you and I spent some time doing chart study last night, and Joey and I did too, with the Navionics app, what what is that? Relief shading. It's called relief shading. So if you if you go into the menu, um, there's a little a little icon down there. You go into your menu and click on relief shading. Now you have to. You kind of have to be paying for the um, you gotta pay the for next the, level yeah, of Navionics. Navionics. App, but but uh, what it allow it, it just makes it easier to read what's does. actually going on down the, there. The stuff stands out to you yeah, better. Like, yeah, you, you end up with these dark blue trenches. You actually see the depth change. And uh, makes you know, it's it's the last thing I did last night before I went to bed was staring at my phone and looking <laughs> at my Navionics. And it's... Pretty much the first thing I did this morning when I woke up is turn it on and just start looking and you kind of zoom out and look at everything. And, and it's just so cool. It's like looking at uh, mountains, which I do that a lot too. Right. But you're just looking at them under the water and you get to see all that detail. And it really is what allows you to go out there and focus on an area. You know, if you, if you couldn't see that stuff down there, you'd have no idea what you were fishing over. You'd, you'd just... See the depth, right? And, and I come from a background where we used to unroll paper charts mm -hmm. with fathom markings on it mm -hmm. that didn't really have a lot of contour lines except next to shore. Mm -hmm. And so you come from that background to, okay, well now, wow, we have some crowdsourcing now. And, and then then sonar charts, which brought like everybody's boat trips in there. It's, you know, the, the advancement in cartography is just absolutely huge. But if you don't... Take advantage of it and take some time and do some chart study. I've said this time and time again. The first time you see a likely contour and you see it on your on your on your plotter when you're physically on the spot, that shouldn't be the first time you've seen that. It shouldn't be. You've you should have already looked at it. Then when you get there with your boat, you kind of get that little feeling of familiarity and it kind of ripples through. Oh, oh, okay, all right. And it, it inspires a little bit of confidence. And confidence kills fish. It does. And, and, and it, it always starts has. with study. Be prepared. Yeah. yeah. And 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 that's and that's what it's all about. And so that's what you and I are fired up about is we looked at some stuff, right? And and both of us, you know, some of the most amazing structure that we've ever had the opportunity to look at. And Joey, like you just said, I mean, he's such a you know big game hunter that that that. It's just like studying the mountains. Bingo. Bingo. In fact, we were coming through this pass, and Joey goes. Is there a lake up there? And he sees kind of this backside bowl and this kind of edge, and and, and he was looking at Lake Leo, mm -hmm. but he couldn't even see it, mm -hmm. right? You know, and he knew, but he knew it was there, right? Just by kind of looking at the lay of the land, and both Gogan and Pau go, "How do you know that?" <laughs> Just even fishing it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> that's, I bet. Well, that was that was what I was thinking. Oh, you so park the boat right there and just hike right to that. Cool so, place. so Joel Martin of FishBaronOff.com. When you get people up here, mm -hmm. though, what are some of the things you do to get them off to a fast start out on these challenging waters of Sitka, Alaska? Uh, uh, they look at the charts. Um, they, they look at you know a lot of guys. Most of my people that come up here have done the exact same question that you already had right. studying and uh, looking at the charts i get the phone calls all the time asking people asking about these locations uh, what do they what do i think and i i, I look for tables and bowls yeah uh, for halibut and um it, it's there most of the people have studied it up pretty good but we go over the charts in here and um direct the people according to the weather and these boats have been fished for many years. Yep. They have a lot of marks on them. 
it, it helps people. Um, it, it, it's just they just study the charts and find it. Um, and patience. Yeah, patience. Patience. It's not well, just a half an hour soak. It's sometimes can be a four hour soak before you even get a bite. And your experience, you've you've been here for so long, and just being connected with what's going on, you know, when folks come in here, it's not like they're going to go out there completely blind, not knowing where to fish. Like you said, the chart plotters have all these waypoints in them, and yeah. obviously, local knowledge. We're gonna be able to direct them, you know, okay, this is where it's kind of been happening for the salmon. And then obviously all the halibut spots, you know, it's about getting out there and being patient, which, you know, that's the key. You get out on a, a halibut spot and anchor up and you wait an hour and then you're like, and you pull the plug and get out. Guess what? You just pulled the plug when things probably are really going to start happening. It, it may take an hour or two. The first thing I tell people when we drop the anchor is, listen, we're not going to get a bite for an hour. It's nap time. It is. Just well, chill. It's, I rig it's bait. not nap time. Yeah. It's time to for Dude. It's time to run baits. And, and guys need to understand, when you're on anchor, what you're trying to do is create a scent line. So if you just run your bait down there and figure, well, I'm going to sit here for an hour... That bait's going to run its scent out. It's going to slowly get less and less scent. You want to be cycling those baits. Every 15 every, minutes. Yeah, every 10 to 15 minutes. And make sure you're all – never pull up both baits or all three baits. Do them one at a time and, you know, cycle through and keep those baits fresh. That'll get those that fish. That current under the water seems like at that hour point or two-hour point when that current changes – and it's funny how sometimes you'll see one, it doesn't matter if everybody's running the same gear or not, but one rod on one side of the yep, boat, yep, it might be the yep. port, port stern rod and it's got enough drift where it's, it's, it's bleeding that direction. And that rod always catches all the fish. Yeah. I've seen and, that time and time again. And yeah. I think it's just the way the currents run underneath and that line just might be just, it's, it's really weird and how, how the feed like that. Well, I have, I'm running four rods and the rods at the stern are quartering casting out. Right. And the rods up forward are quartering casting forward. Right. But like I'm running four rods in that boat. I'm, I got at least 12 liters and there's four that are fishing. There's four that are ready to go. And I'm lucky if I can keep four baiting up and I got them all hanging in a bucket ready to go. And, and if, you know, I'm to make sure the oldest, you know, I call it the bait with a beard because it's the oldest one. Do you out run there. a jig rod on one of those? You know, I need to start. Joey and I started talking about that. I'm running bait, 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 bait. And I got those Lancer jigs and those other big ones too. I got to start doing that kind of banging them back. All right. We're going to pop out of here for a quick break. That's a great point, though. And we'll talk about jigs a little bit later. The things on your boat that help you do your job as a fisherman. You're setting your boat up as a workstation. Well, how about having some custom fabrication to help you do your job? That's what Dobie Stakunas of, of, of Redneck Manufacturing or RedneckMFG.com does. He's going to tell us about that. We're going to talk about Salmon for Soldiers Day of Honor and a lot more. Right back here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI Shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. We uh, we had old Bob Buchanan from uh, from BOMAC on the, up here in Sitki, just went home, and just a pleasure to have him on the boat, man. He's, he's, he's like a boat accessory. He knows what needs to be done and, and just handles it. He's almost Joey Pyburn level in, in, that, in that respect. <laughs> well. But... Your boat can either work with you or it can be a challenge for you. And 
one of the one of the great new concepts is some custom fabrication for your boat, almost like boat jewelry, right? You know, boat swag. Doby Stakunas of RudnickMFG.com joining us now. Good morning, Doby. How are you doing, buddy? Morning, Doby. Good morning, gents. How the heck are you? I'm doing a lot better. My back feels great because I, I can stand up straight because my my new working station, my rigging station by that you guys uh, put to the term that put the terminator together for me. And that thing uh, makes our job so much easier on the boat. Where did where did Rudnick Manufacturing and all this custom fabrication and all this amazing swag come from? How did it get started, Doby? Well, it, you know, great question. I mean, you know, all the guys involved and gals, I should say, uh, at Rudnick have been involved in boating and fishing for years and years and years. And certainly when it comes to both uh, Nick and Colin, since they were toddlers, right, in Puget Sound. And so, you know, over the years, you figure out, hey, you know, some things could be better. Some things don't work right. So there's a lot of a lot of ideas in terms of innovation that came through all those experiences. And then, of course, we, you know, we listen to the voice of the customer, right? VOC is pretty important for us at uh, Rudnick. And, uh, you know, if you can imagine an improvement or you have a vision of something that you want to pimp up your, your sled or your boat or whatever, uh, well, we can probably turn that into reality. Uh, and we do that through, through again, the experiences that were uh, ingrained in our brains over the years, coupled with the technology that we have in terms of uh, CAD design and translating the CAD design to programs for all the CNC-controlled equipment we have in the shop. We can make anything happen. You, you know, something just something as simple as, like, the rod holder on your boat um, for me, I like to have my hand on my downrigger and ha- be very close to my reel because um, I'm constantly up and down and adjusting. And so uh, w- we have those new adjustable swivel rod holders from you guys. And I can put, I can adjust it, little micro adjustments, big adjustments, and it just allows me to have my rod exactly where I want it. And, and prior to that, it was just kind of like where it was, and there wasn't much I could do. It just little tiny things like that make it so much more efficient on the boat. That and the fact that it's the only downrigger rod holder that I would trust with a halibut rod. Yeah. That thing, Doby, is bomb-proof. I yeah. mean, it's it's amazing. Where did, where did that one come from? Well, again, it was it came from, you know, experience, if you will. You know, so many of the rod holders based on, you know, the major uh, OEMs of the downriggers, you know, place that rod holder forward of the actual downrigger motor. And so there's that reach issue, depending upon how you orient the downrigger on your gunnel or on your rail or whatever. And so we thought... Uh, especially on the Captain Midnight when we were doing the prototypes, um, we figured if we brought that location after the motor so it's closer to you, it's it's more user-friendly, and then, you know, the whole aspect of that cradle design is to keep that rod from, from rotating uh, in, the, in the rod holder. And, you know, it's really one-handed action now. So it really turned out to be a nice piece of... Uh, of gear that we're featuring and and we're selling a lot of them which is really really cool 
It is cool, and 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 it represents, and like you like you mentioned too, without using the word, an evolution of that rod holder technology to 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 an ergonomic design that not only anticipates hey listen i don't want my reel flopped over okay you know i it, it cradles it and holds it up and gets it at the perfect angle but i've also seen the same level of 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 evolution in the the design of the bait table or the rigging table and back the first bait tables we saw when when uhmw or that white originally they called it starboard and guys started making those tables entirely of that and okay that's fine boy it looks nice and white and clean right but then they found that that uhmw after a while distorts and it's not suitable as a support it's a great cutting surface but it it shouldn't be used to support the table Mm -hmm. then you see the hybrid tables where there's aluminum bracketing support and then the rest of the structure is uhmw well that's great but after a while that stuff does not hold a screw tight enough and you can't ever get it clean because there's there in the in the in the in the joints of that UHMW you just get green stuff growing and you can't do it with the new terminator table though everything is aluminum yeah and and the cutting surface is removable dobie so you can clean the thing and it's a more it's more sanitary it, it's 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 aesthetically pleasing cuz there's none of it that looks filthy yeah, and again, it's anticipating, you know, what, what our customers would want. And it's certainly what we want when we're out there on the water. And uh, right. when you have a unitized, uh, sturdy aluminum table uh, with the removable surface, you can flip it over, you can remove it, you can clean it. On the smaller versions, you can take that board and put it in your dishwasher if you wanted to. Um, and so, you know, that's how that evolved. And the, and the Terminator and our Alaska Guide Series was just, just a scope smaller than the Terminator. I mean, it incorporates all those all those basic features. And, and you know, you can put your bait box in there. We've got a, a, a convenient spot for, for your bait box to, to uh, stay secured on your table. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, again, it's a... It's, it makes the experience much more user-friendly and more efficient and less messy, and the list goes on. Yeah, everything on the boat needs to have a place. Otherwise, things you, you if you ever been on a boat and you're like, hey, where's the knife? Or where's where are the pliers? Where did that go? It's everything is on the bait table, and and everything goes back in the same place. You know, we're we're back at that bait table all the time. That's where we spend our time. That's that is our workbench, and everything gets put back. You never have to ask where anything is, and you know the nice thing is we have way more space. So yeah, now we yeah. have two or yeah. three little serrated knives back there two pairs of pliers extra stuff so two bait boxes yeah two bait boxes yeah and that thing's almost two feet long it's 48 inches wide man it's awesome i'll tell you what i i loved having that space when we're out at cq yeah processing all that fish on the boat i could throw a a big giant lingcod up there and and dice it up it was just so much there you go and it looks badass it does, man. So, so Doby, I, I got, I, I got, it, yeah, I, I just got to hand it to you. I get so many comments on it. Where did you get that? And on the front of the table, water cut in front of it, it says Rudnick Manufacturing, right? So everybody knows where that thing came from. So, uh, Doby, you and I kind of got to know each other through our uh, mutual affiliations with Salmon for Soldiers. And uh, that, that day for honor, that yeah, that day of honor is now 
you know, just a scant, you know, a few months away now. Um, I, I believe we're, it's uh, se- September 19th? Uh, September 17th. 17th. Excuse me. September 17th is the 17th. day of honor. And uh, and yeah, we can so- still use a few more captains for that event. Yes, we do. Uh, we're about, uh, I would suggest we're at about 70% capacity uh, for the event in terms of volunteer boaters and crew. So we just want to reach out to, to the whole uh, outdoor line community. If there are any skippers out there that want to volunteer their boats, uh, and, and make uh, make memories for our veteran community on our biggest day of the year, the Day of Honor in the Port of Everett on uh, September 17th. We can sure use you. It's the singularly most uplifting fishing event you'll ever be at. You're you're talking Absolutely. about you know what what is you know and and Randy Shelton has referred to these fine veterans that that come back from the defense of our nation as as what is the best one of the best parts. Of, of America is is our our veterans that have that have served this nation, and you know and and defended it and lost a chunk or two in the process of, and they they've been trained to do a job with their comrades and and do it well. Well, when that job is taken away from them and and their brothers in arms are taken away from them, it's nice that a segment of society can can reach out to these guys and you know us fishermen and hunters we uh, we love swelling our ranks and and these guys are no less worthy than anybody else of, of, of coming and joining and, and spending some time on the boat. So September 17th at the Port of Everett, and again, my hat's off to the Port of Everett. If it weren't for the Port of Everett, we would not have the venue that we have for this Absolutely. event. And Dobie, if it wasn't for support to find people like you, Salmon for Soldiers would not be what it is. We appreciate uh, you spending the time with us this morning. RudnickMFG.com. What else do folks need to know if they want to get a get a Terminator bait table or some custom rod holders or whatever else on their boat? What do they need to know, Doby? So the only thing they really need to know, Tom, is the fact that uh, you can call us at the shop in uh, Ballard at 206-397-4424 or just shoot us an email at sales at rudnickmfg.com, and uh, we'll take care of your needs. There you go, Doby. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, and we'll be in touch. We gotta we gotta get out fishing this summer, buddy. I can't wait, Tom, Joey. Awesome. All right, we'll thanks, talk Dobie. talk to you soon, Doby. Appreciate, appreciate it. All right, coming up right, next, Ray Marine. All right, thanks, Doby. Coming up next, Ray Marine picks of the week for the twelfth of May, right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. At Ray Marine, we're constantly innovating to improve high-performance sensors and intelligent navigation so your time on the water is stress-free, safe, and fun. From multifunctional displays to fish finders and radar, check out the all-new Lighthouse 4 operating system. It's going to make your time on the water much more productive. Go check that out and more. RayMarine.com. All right, Joey, you were on the phone last night. We're waiting for our cook your catch option. We had rockfish. We had some halibut. that was just amazing. But while we were waiting, you're on the phone and getting some local reports from back home. And uh, Yeah, just check, checking in with folks, seeing what's going on down there. It sounds like the lingcod fishing in Puget Sound has still just been off the hook you that's, know that's great uh checking in with gary Krein and, and nikki um seems like 
there's still just a ton of subs around in that 20 to 25 inch range. Um, but guys are, you know, which means lots of action, sure. lots of fun for everybody. Uh, but everybody's, you know, they're, they're getting their lings. Um, they're just having to spend a little time out there. The Columbia, dude. I mean, we're up to over almost 105,000 over Bonneville. So they reopened the lower Columbia. Oh boy, that, that'd be a tough one for me. I think I would be, uh, heading for that lower Columbia and getting back down there. I know they, they dealt with some poopy weather down there, but, um, man, the fishing, you know, up at Drano and wind, had just been, it's been um, lights out. They opened that up to two yeah. fish. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, that's a, that's a big bright spot for us. You it know, is. In Washington is, is guys having the ability to go back into that lower river and chase some of those springers. The, the kokanee fishing has warmed up. Uh, talked to Bree um, from Living Life Adventures. She had, she'd had she been at Lake Stevens. Seems like the guys who know what they're doing and they have their special little mix of, <laughs> of shoe peg corn are going out there and roping their 10 kokanee every day. Uh, bass fishing starting to heat up. Uh, sounds like I talked to Connor Martinez from John Sporting Good yesterday, and he said that a uh, lot of big girls being caught getting pulled off the beds um and then you know i know everybody wants to get out on the coast and get their halibut but the weather's really been kind of hindering that so uh hopefully guys are able to get out today um and tomorrow you know if if we get a break and and get out and start getting some halibut off the coast i just absolutely am stunned by the fact that i'm looking at the weather back home and and you would think that you know by mid-may You'd be cracking 70 degrees every now and then. And and so we actually had a day. I was waiting for uh, you know, I was waiting for the, my you know you to show up at the airport. And I'm sitting there in the airport and all the windows are open on the truck and the sunroof's open and you can you can pull up to Alaska seaplanes and watch the you know the main runway, right? They don't treat you like some kind of you know criminal as you go through the airport up here. It's just a remote, you know, kind of airport deal. And and I look and it was sixty degrees, you know, and just beautiful and sunny, and it was 49 degrees at home and raining it was nuts yeah i know because i left seattle (laughs) and i was all bundled up and we walk out of the airport i'm like whoa it's just yeah it's just that weird that that flip of the jet up here it's it just never well, fails. It's going to be like that listen, all summer no, long. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's not, supposed dude. to be. No, no. I'm well, sorry. I hope it at least stays that way until, for me, until the twenty first. <laughs> Joey's no. going to be here all all this week, and and we're going to uh, yeah, and we're doing the show again next next Saturday, which is going to be awesome. But the thing of it is, uh, you know, I get in this mode up here. And one of the things I really enjoy about fishing with you, Joey, is is the fact that, you know, you you, ch- you challenge a lot of my old, you know, habits, right? And and it's good because you you kind of get a fresh fresh eye on things. And so, and and right before we got going on the show, Joel, you and you and Joey were were both, you know, looking at some charts and 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 talking about some stuff and and your lifetime of experience up here. And it's just, you know, it, it's angling stuff like that 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 gets me fired up gets me keeps me motivated and keeps me challenged because the the structure up here is so vast you couldn't do it in several lifetimes right but that's i mean that's what keeps guys coming back though too you're you're one bite away from the biggest fish of your life yeah yeah exactly i mean it's 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 an unbelievable place to fish and that's what everybody says that comes here they don't care that they they might only catch you know, a few of the species or a few of that species, 
but they catch a variety. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to a lot of other locations in the Pacific Northwest, they're limited to a targeted species yeah. for three days or four days or whatever. Um, how far do you guys run for halibut there? See, in, in, West, Wash, in, in Wash, Washington, Westport, off Westport, how far do you guys go? 30, 40 miles offshore. Can you imagine going 30, 40 miles offshore here? No. A big run is 10. Yeah. A well, big run is 10 miles. Even in the Puget Sound, yeah. um, my uncle and I were were running, you know, 18 miles right. inside yeah. Puget but Sound. But you have to straits. study your maps. It's you just do. like you Joey do. and I study our hunt onyx. Yeah. You have to yeah. study before you go. It's the same feeling for me as when I go to Idaho or other locations to go hunting, and I've never been there. I'm blind. I get a chart. I read it. Yeah. I look at the mountains. I know what deer like. I know what elk like. You know what fish like. I know what fish like. It's the same terrain. You know, you're looking for terrain yeah. and structure. And, um, I mean, look at the structure at the end of the cape. I know. It's insane. It's insane. It's it's just Lincod 101. It's just, it and I showed Joey, we, were, we came around the cape yesterday coming back from the outside. And I go, Joey, look at this. And it just looks like, I mean, up and down. I mean, it's just pinnacle, 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 pinnacle. There's a lot of anchors out there. It looked like, yeah, but it looked like a saw blade. You know, yeah, it looks like a saw exactly. blade. Every single one of those have halibut on it, or excuse me, have ling on them. But, but so you, you, made a, you made a great point because in Washington, okay, this is a halibut day. Okay. And, okay, or, or you can, if you have to fish slings over here. Not, salmon's not open yet. Okay. But as we get this fragmented opportunity in Washington, that makes what you do up here at fishbearingoff.com all that more wonderful for guys that have their own boats and can't use them right now for what they want to do, you know, and have the time and have the knowledge and have the desire to run their own boats. And that's what you, that's what you are, are the key to and the doorway to is come up here, the gear's here, the boat's here, and you can catch everything. I have several day. people that come twice catch, or three times yes. a year. Catch everything in well, the same day. And, and so, you know, obviously Tom and I get a fish all over the place and I've been fishing my whole life. For me, coming to a place like this, um, obviously I want to catch fish, but it's more, it's, <clears throat> it's more about experiencing the fishing itself mm-hmm. out there in these waters where there's so much to learn and figure out. And like you said, Tom, when you leave here, we, we, you leave a little better angler. You know, There's that's, no that's the question. key is guys who have their own boats down there and they fish a lot. Um, they think, well, I'm not going to go to Alaska and, and take a charter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to, I'm a great fisherman. Yeah. I'm a great angler. I'm not going on a charter boat. Come up here and rent a boat and go out there and do it yourself. And you're going to leave here. You're going to take some, some knowledge home and apply yeah. it to your fishing wherever you're at. I've noticed over the last five years of doing this that the clients that started with me in five years ago that come twice a year or every year on a specific time, they have gotten to be really good fishermen. I've also had people come here that have never been to Alaska in their life and have gone home with a lot of fish. (laughs) And it's just timing and location and technique. These guys knew what they were doing. They knew how to fish. They read the map and... They knocked it out of the park. That's so gratifying to, because it's it's the result of a bunch of hard work. 
And then yeah. you come back the next year with twice as many people. Yeah. And we have yeah. fun. We have a big party and we have fun. <laughs> no, there'll be no fun in fishing. That is absolutely not allowed. Uh, fun will be allowed in the second hour of the outdoor line here on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app because we are going to talk about the Anacortes Boat and Yacht Show with none other than George Harris of the Seattle Boat Show. That's next weekend, Cap Santa Marina in Anacortes. AnacortesBoatAndYachtShow.com. Robbo's Northwest Outdoor Report brought to you by Les Schwab. Of course, the Weldcraft Duckworth Wheelhouse. Our buddy Eric Lindy is down on the Columbia, and the, there's a bit of water in that creek because we got a big snowpack and it's still kind of raining down there. How do you tackle that? Eric Lindy's going to tell that. All that. Roy Robinson's really wearing a whole pile more. We'll be right back here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.